0: About. Trying to figure out what it's all about, existentialist, am I worth anything or just a scout, I don't know, I don't know That was great sounds of Watts know. with Outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself Preston with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me, who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell
1: you how important it is to care about the self and to really do that hard work to internally heal oneself, this next guest is really, honestly, a proving factor of it. This man has been creating music for a long period of time, and not only that, but has grown and has dealt with the hardships and has been able to do it with such an incredible personality that it makes you just feel warm and fuzzy inside, even though he's talking about some of the hard truths. For that, I have to say, I've been blown away standing at the door for his performances on so many, many, amazing, amazing shows at the State House. that I really do love the fact that today we're here to really dive deeply into who this person is. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. Because we don't need any accidents but mentally you can put your hands together for the amazing the fantastic and just the downright wholesomest of wholesome the bob ross to my basquiat i absolutely love this man folk punk dad is in the building sir how have you been
2: i'm doing well thank you so much for asking and thanks for having me on it's a pleasure to talk with
0: you all today thanks so much Now, those who
1: don't know, um, you are a musician, but you are more than just a musician. Um, What really brought you into the life of figuring out who the brand is Folk Punk Dad and why is that a brand, to be honest with you? I mean, to me, it makes complete and total sense, but that's because I know you and a lot of our listeners don't. So let's let the world know who Folk Punk Dad is.
2: Sure. So um, I've been playing music for a long time. I started writing songs when I was 12 and, you know, enjoyed uh, performing throughout my life. And a lot of my songs are about um, mental health, recovery, uh, those sorts of things. And I really resonate with the folk punk genre. And my music could probably most easily be classified as folk punk. Um, so during the pandemic, I was just finishing school and decided I wanted to put more energy toward getting my music out there. And I already put a lot of time and energy in my music for kids. I have a couple of children's albums and I'm... Teaching artist and educator and performer, and I, you know, perform at libraries and schools all over the country. So I've been really focused on that for a while, but I wanted to switch gears a little bit and focus on my music geared for teenagers and adults. And so I signed up for TikTok somewhat reluctantly, but I figured I should just put my music as many places as I possibly can. So I posted a song and Then later that day, or maybe the next day, my wife, who had showed me TikTok videos of your Korean dad, said, you should be folk punk dad on TikTok. And I said, you're right. I should be folk punk dad. And so that day I made a little video where I said, hi, it's me, your folk punk dad. It's time to take our psych meds if you have psych meds. Um, And started making videos saying hey let's go to the grocery store or hey let's take a mental health walk and I was really amazed at the response. Um, Got a lot of people saying how helpful and meaningful the videos are to them just having a warm positive encouraging presence. Eventually started doing daily reminders and the intention was never really to have a brand that um was never a, a goal necessarily it did sort of happen uh, uh, i often wear a folk punk dad jacket with patches and that sort of thing um and i guess if the brand is anything it's just uh wholesomeness and compassion uh really if mm-hmm. if i could brand if i had to brand it i would say it's it's about compassion.
1: No, it, it definitely is about compassion. And and I want to take a take a real, real deep dive into that aspect because that is one of the key points of it. You, you know, you you know have gone through an incredible journey and one that has been filled with pain and heartbreak, but also you're still standing and you're still able to maintain this incredible positivity to yourself. It's something that, you know. I'm someone who lives in the darkness and to see someone who who lives in the light. Um, it, it really, it's, it's beautiful to see it's, it's, uh, and it, it's something that needs to be seen on more of an everyday basis. And I love that for you. And I love how that has come out. Um, and I love that. It's not really a brand. It's just really you being yourself. Um, and, you know, I, I made, I made the Bob Ross joke, but I do feel like, like that, like, you know, even listening to you on this radio uh, show right now, you know, I'm like, Oh, everything just seems a little bit better just because you have this amazing cadence to yourself and it's all kind of nice and relaxed. Um, What is it like to live like that? Because I know that, you know, this is, this is the product of, of healing through many hours of chaos. Um, And I I just want to, give your, your flowers for that right now because you, you you stand in front you stand in front of us you know a, a very continuously healing but very healed human being and i, I think that's beautiful but you, you know what is it like to really get into that those that hard work
2: mm. thank you for that dustin uh, a phrase just came to mind and i think i made this up inspired by a quote we all may know from spider-man but my twist on it that i just thought of is with great pain comes great responsibility
3: Mm -hmm.
2: i think that it's important to be good stewards of our pain um because we all have pain and life really is at least partially about what you do with your pain Mm -hmm. is your pain a springboard to healing to deeper self-knowledge to deeper compassion not only for yourself but for other people and do we have the courage to face what we don't want to face in ourselves in order to heal from that pain and can, through our healing, others be healed as well mm-hmm. through reaching out to them. Because another option with great pain, if we don't seek healing, is to um, inflict pain on other people, which happens too. And, and I don't deny that I've hurt people in my life. Um, you know, they say hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. but also if pain is not transformed, it's transmitted and Mm. um, transformed people, transform people. Um, I'm quoting Richard Rohr now, who's a Franciscan monk, but I really believe that. And I think that whatever pain has happened to us, whatever pain we hold in our hearts, our souls, our minds, our bodies, um, it can be hard to take that first courageous step toward healing and that often looks like acceptance it often looks Ooh. like wow okay this is my reality i can't deny it anymore i can't numb it anymore fully accepting that which is painful in itself but it's also key toward that path toward healing and just the willingness to ask for help and seek it out it it's easier said than done, but it's so important to do.
1: No, it, it really is. And, and I I don't know if I've actually ever um, put the words out there, but, you know, when I was hitting some darkness, uh, it was really refreshing to see and uh, really needed to see your openness uh, in your journey. Um, it's something that, that allowed me to feel okay with going and seeking help myself. Um, I know that that's not. I know that that's the reason why you do things. Um, you know, is because the the helping and, and the different type of aspect of it. But that's not where your initial, say, educational aspect um, comes from. You know, what was it like to to really understand that you were more than just what your degree states? You know, you are more than just you know who the uh your accolades were st- are stated to be and i know that you're on this new part of this journey in which is going with div school and different things like that so mm-hmm. how how did that all come about because you know a lot of people will take the education that you have and go right to uh, whose line is it anyway um mm-hmm. and you're going more to like, whose heart is this anyway mm-hmm. um, and why is it so important that it is in my hand and beating so beautifully
2: mm. Yeah, thank you for that question, Dustin. Um, When I was in college, I studied theater and never really had aspirations to do professional theater. I, I was definitely interested in teaching. And at the same time, I had a lot of other interests too. And I took this senior capstone class where my professor said, okay, what's What's next? You know, and I developed in that class, what I call my three vocational values, which are youth and education, the arts, specifically theater and music and spiritual community. And so in my path since then, I've often thought about, you know, how am I, um, using my gifts to either help build community or, or help educate or help people learn and grow or bring people joy, joy, meaning and healing uh, through the arts mm-hmm. and having a lot of fun and playing all along the way. I've often been a very intuitive person. I've never had a five-year plan or a 10-year plan Um, and even when I think that I might, uh, I am often surprised by, uh, my higher power who I call God, uh, taking me in different directions and just, I've just fostered a willingness to listen to that inner voice that says, Hey, I know you've got this other plan, but what if you applied to divinity school? Right. and saying okay sure and uh not really knowing what to expect to got there or why i was going but trusting that when i got there i would figure it out mm-hmm. and that's what i try to do i i try to trust that when i get there i'll figure it out which is in line with my love of improvisation too um and i think that you know that question of like why am I not on whose line is it anyway? Or Saturday Night Live? You know, why am I not uh, trying to be a professional actor or, or whatever it is? Um, I think it's more about what do I find delightful, what brings mm. joy, what what brings meaning to my life, and where all my gifts really and Mm -hmm. i feel like when i use my gifts to their fullest extent to make whatever difference i can that's when i feel the most fulfilled um i'm not on saturday night live one because i i don't really think that uh i could (laughs) on um but the um the other reason is like i i don't think that's where my heart's desire is and mm-hmm. Frederick Buechner, um, a pastor who wrote a lot of books said something about um, how vocation or calling is about where your deepest gladness meets the world's deepest need so mm. I think that too where when thinking about my gifts and, and abilities and education how can what I've been given and and it's all stuff that, that I've been given it's things I've worked for too but it feels very much like gifts and, I, and I've had the the privilege of being able to go to school which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have those opportunities and so what do I do do with that in a way that simultaneously brings me joy but also meets a need Um. and so I, I feel like I've been successful at that in a lot of ways and i'm often looking for for new ways to do that as well so um that's that's where i'm I'm often thinking okay what's next what's next Mm -hmm. trip me up sometimes it's i i have to work hard to stay in the present moment but that's important too
1: now, do you think that whole what's what's next aspect comes from your love for improv? Because I, I know that with myself it's always like that, whoa, okay, so what's the next step? What's the next step here? You know, we, we you know, um, Preston has come along for some of some of the journeys that, you know, have led me into you know doing stand up for no apparent reason, you know, or you know, just trying to do that that next aspect or or chasing that that next adrenaline uh you know, kind of adren rush. Um, you know is that because of improv or is that also because of, you know, if we can be frank about it, you know, both you and I are, are not neurotypical. Um, so.
2: Well, I think that, you know, you asked, does my love of what's next come from my love of improv? I think it's probably the other way around. My (laughs) improv might have to do with my sort of innate desire to think about what's next. Mm. Uh, and yeah, you mentioned my my brain is not necessarily normal. Um, I do have bipolar disorder, which I'm very open about and and speak about publicly because I want to do what I can to reduce stigma in any way possible. And that's know, why I'm that... so calm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I'm so calm. Uh, I take medication, and it helps me. You know. Meditation's not for everyone, but it's for me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, even even recently, I've been having some um, bipolar hypomania where you know, I've, I've had more energy than I need. <laughs> you know, need less sleep, you know, um, it's it's a weird experience to, to feel like your brain is like on fire. Uh, and just like going 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 but i'm very grateful that you know i have a psychiatrist that i work with who says mm-hmm. hey you know if if you start to cycle up into mania you know go up on your meds a little bit and and see if that helps so that's what i do and i'm able to take things as needed and i'm able to manage it well and it allows me to live a happy normal life you know i'm not happy all the time no right. one is Um, but I think because of the intensive work I've done, not just in therapy, but also in 12 step programs, I'm, I'm 11 years sober.
0: Um, congratulations.
2: Thank you. Even in those moments that I'm feeling deep sadness or grief, um, underneath that, I still have an underlying hope and even joy. Um, and this last year was a, was a hard year. I was at one of my lowest points in a long time. And, um, it took me a while to f- figure out I wasn't doing well, because I'm such a positive person. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, wait, I'm not good. And I was very fortunate to have, um, you know, a lot of help with, with their therapy and psychiatry and support from my wife and my friends and family, um, um, But I also had a spiritual experience Mm. uh, connected to music and improvisation where I laid hands on myself and I improvised a sung prayer to God and to my dad who died uh, about five years ago Mm. and asked for healing. And my depression was lifted that night. You know, I wasn't cured of bipolar disorder, but that season of depression was lifted and it felt... It felt miraculous. I, and I am so grateful to that. I, you know, that I had therapy beforehand to sort of get all the tears out and it got me to a place where I was receptive and, and open to, um, and had, had a deep desire for healing, Mm -hmm. uh, and a trust that it could, that it could happen. Um, and I'm not one of those people who thinks that we can just pray away our mental illness by any means. Um I, I don't think that experience would have happened to me without therapy and medication. Um, and for me, recovery and spirituality and mental health and, and physical health, it's all integrated, it's all connected. And um, you know, health in one area can lead to health, health in other area and unhealth unhealthiness in one area can lead to unhealthiness in other areas. And I think one of the most important things about all of this is that we do it together. Mm. Our capitalistic culture really likes to isolate people and make it's them, true. they have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and that everyone should be self-sufficient. And if you're self-sufficient and can make millions of dollars, then that means you're successful. Um, but that's, that's not the case. You can be, of an error and be miserable. What mm-hmm. really matters is community, helping each other, relying on one another and allowing ourselves to rely on one another. Um, and it's through doing that that we find true sustainability and healing and hope and, and joy in community and an antidote to loneliness, which is killing us right now. The mm-hmm. World Health Organization just declared loneliness... a a global issue and um it's definitely true in the united states global 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 issue right now yeah everywhere and continue i I think the the pandemic uh (laughs) (laughs) pandemic of course had a lot that's
0: crazy all right
2: yeah uh, it's an issue
1: and
0: yeah
2: yeah Lonely, and I, you that if you get me talking on loneliness, I could talk about it for a while because it
1: that's fine, we're, we're, we're
2: here yeah,
0: for it.
1: Like, we I, are
0: here, I love, here for I love you.
1: where this is evolving. Yeah. So, yeah, on yeah.
0: WNHHLP 103.5 <laughs> FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building, and we're all together and not lonely on Behind the Brand. Will, please continue. I want to <laughs> hear more about this. This totally.
2: is totally yeah yeah so so i've been doing some research on loneliness this Mm -hmm. semester and one of the things that uh, we've learned in in my research group is that loneliness can come in many many forms and there are many different types of loneliness and not really one cause for it Uh uh and a few of the different types, they it can be categorized into psychological loneliness, mm-hmm. like a that you're missing someone, um, it's a feeling deep within you, like a longing. It often has to do with a disconnection from yourself, because if you're not connected to yourself, if you don't have a relationship with yourself, how can you share yourself with another person?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And sharing ourselves with other people and being open and vulnerable is how we make those deep, lasting connections. There's also societal loneliness that can feel like uh, exclusion, exclusion from a group or um, discrimination. Yeah. And then there's also existential loneliness, disconnected, disconnection from a higher purpose or a higher power, or something beyond um, our normal understandings of the world. Um, disconnection from a a mystery or a spirituality. So. Those are just three types of loneliness, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in how can we address all of those. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I think one of the ways that I see uh-huh. to do that is you could call it arts based faith community or or, um, or faith based arts community making, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all about arts-based community making and spirituality. And how do do you incorporate all of those? Because um, studies have shown that flow states can alleviate loneliness and that connecting people um, through the arts um, and participatory arts can help with loneliness. Humor therapy can help with loneliness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nature Watch can help with loneliness. And there are a lot of things that can help with loneliness that aren't necessarily just meeting new people. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you go into a situation with a ton of new people and you just feel even more lonely because no one knows you yeah. and you don't know them. Um, yeah, so one of the things I'm, I'm working on now is, is a project where I'm exploring if improv and musical improv can be an avenue for building spiritual community, alleviating mm-hmm. loneliness, and propelling the participants toward engaging in social change and mm. experiencing personal and communal transformation. So if anyone hearing this wants to get wow. involved with that, um, you know, let me know because I'm I'm trying to start something in New
0: Haven. Nah, you already started something in my mind. It's crazy. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no, that 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 totally just just oh my goodness, I didn't need coffee. <laughs> My God! Um. Now, when it the holidays are coming up, a lot of social gatherings are coming up very soon. And do you come to this topic the most at this time of year? Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, have family but don't have family. A lot of people don't want to express themselves when it comes to this time of the year. They just want to just like keep to themselves in their room. Like, how many times had you had this conversation or open up to somebody? during the Thanksgiving time, during the Christmas time. Heck, we even talk about Easter and like a lot of times where we gather with people we love the most and we're talking about blood or not. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I think um, around this time is is when I find myself talking about loneliness a lot. And I yeah. myself talking to many people I know who don't have families to go home to mm-hmm. for the holidays. And a lot of people assume everyone does, you know, mm-hmm. if you say, if you barely know a person, you say, Hey, so what's she doing for Christmas? Are you did going to see course. your parents. You don't know if they have a relationship with their parents or if they've right. ever even known their parents. Right. Uh, and I think our culture needs to be sensitive to that. Um, you know, I'm, i my wife and I've been mentoring a young trans man who lives in the UK who reached out to us on TikTok and he feels like chosen family now. And we've never, we've never even met in person. Mm -hmm. he reached out to us because he he didn't have you know he had the worst christmas ever (laughs) you know
0: oh man Um,
2: because he he had no safe adults in his life uh, completely cut off from his family and and um reached out to us and and we've been able to be there for him and we have a really special relationship um and he's still struggling to find that in the uk with people Mm -hmm. who are with him in person and um you know that's just one example of someone really close to me who um you know i i wish i could be there for them in person yeah you know that's to touch on the complications of like loneliness and technology and Mm -hmm. when i did a survey almost most participants in the survey this was on on instagram said that social media both helped and hurt Mm -hmm. into loneliness and Mm. i think it's the complicated world we're living in because um zoom and and social media yeah the amazing avenues for connection of course i I lead a creative arts 12-step meeting every week on zoom and there are people i feel very close to who i have never met in person but every week Mm -hmm. we're sharing our art we're being our authentic selves and really connect so it's it's complicated because it can also atrophy our social skills which i think is a is a problem especially and yonder, people since the pandemic, um, not having the the practice of in person social interaction can be detrimental. And I, I was, agree. Inter- I was, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, to- I totally
0: agree. On. Yeah, as I get older,
2: yeah, I was, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was interviewing people all about loneliness, and most mm-hmm. of them wanted to text their answers instead of have a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah, no, no. No, but it, it's it's so true because look, uh, you know if if we can if we can be Yo. you know re, real and transparent for, let's, for go, a minute, let's go let's go you know I I loneliness is something that I've suffered with and you know that's one of the Dude, key things man. that kicks into my depression you know and and this is me Pete, you've been out with me man you know yeah go, it was that one time go,
0: it was that one time it was crazy yeah. and we were in a group with a lot of people and mm-hmm. he wanted to be away he felt isolated. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't explain that. I didn't know what was going on, but only he knew what was going on inside of his head. Yeah. So it, it 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 was crazy just to be in that scenario. But go ahead, easy. Go ahead. Well, and it, and it's even yeah.
1: even those factors, you know, when when very similar to to Will's um, journey. I had to realize how depressed I was because I put on this amazing, you know, positive mask of, Hey, it's just, it's just another day. Every day above ground is a great day. Uh Let's go about, you know, let's see what we can handle today because I needed that to move forward and, and other people needed to hear that from me. But really when underneath, you know, it's that Sam Kinison screaming constantly of that, "Ah, ah, 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 why, you know, and those different (laughs) things that you have to learn to turn off. Um, and if it wasn't for honestly, if it wasn't for TikTok and social media and like Crazy Chris eighty eight and even in Folk Punk Dad, I don't think I would be as okay with being as honest with my mental health journey as I as I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been something that that is terrifying, you know, especially someone who you know looks like me, you know, um, you know I'm I have I wear the face of the uh, of the oppressor. On Many, 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 many different types of ways. So when, you know, it's difficult sometimes to go and try to get help, because there are people like, oh, well, you're just taking advantage of this situation. When in reality, I'm hurting just as bad, or I'm, uh, you know, in some in some points worse. Um, and I just have to understand that my pain is also valid sometimes, but then you also have to know when to shush, because you're it's not about your pain in that moment. Mm. How do you navigate that?
2: How do I navigate that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, I think you bring up a lot of really good points. You know, I I mentioned earlier that um, I'm I'm a really privileged person. You know, I'm a, I'm a uh, a white man uh, who's Christian and comes from a middle class background, and I'm cis and hetero, and um, you know the only sort of things that, that aren't privileged about me is, is, you know, my mental illness and history, of addiction, not um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, with privilege comes responsibility too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you mentioned um, you gotta know when it's your time to take up space and your time not to take up space and your mm-hmm. time to use your privilege to amplify voices. That have been silenced. And I think that is also a part of healing because we're healing from a lot of things. We, we, we're healing from, you know, depression or whatever mental health thing might be going on or other things. But we're also in a place where we are hurting and sick from the uh, virus of white supremacy and capitalism. Mm and greed and transphobia all of all of the isms um are are destroying us and so i Mm -hmm. think that for me part of my healing process is speaking out about these issues because if Mm -hmm. if i'm not doing that then i'm just going to get sicker Mm -hmm. um we're not you know we're 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 not free until we're all free. Of course, you know? mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: I I I have you know unfortunately, capitalism also makes and, and and runs a lot of the things that we do. And and I actually have a wonderful marketing idea for you for a T shirt, um, as you know, um, keep keep your ism out of my community. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Cause that, you know, to me, it is those isms that are the death of community. It is those the, the things that they want to separate us the more on. Um, then that that is really where it divides us and doesn't allow us to come together for that community aspect of it where we truly do need each other. Um and coming from me, that's a big thing. Cause I didn't, you know, I don't necessarily really enjoy engaging with people. Um, but mm-hmm. I understand now more and more the importance of it. I was someone who for the longest time, if I couldn't do it on my own, then it shouldn't be done um, because I couldn't trust or couldn't help to build, um, you know, that that next step. And that's something that I looked at myself was something as a tragic flaw when it was really just my inability to reach out mm-hmm. and an inability to say, you know, I need as much help as, as I'm giving out, you know, because if you are that person that's just constantly giving that help, giving that help, giving that help and understanding that that help needs to be given. Um, you can also become very resentful because then then why isn't anybody there when I need help? You know, I'm there when someone needs their couch moved, but here I am in the fetal position because the day is just way too much for me to deal with. Um, and there's nobody checking to see if I'm even breathing. Um, and and why is that? and why am I so irrelevant? it's such an it's such a it's, such a, um, it's a narrow, tightrope to walk. Um, how are you able to manage it so well? Because uh, honestly, you are someone that I look to, um, as as a guide in, when when I hit those really dark moments. And maybe I should be better and reach out on the phone to do that instead of just stalking you on TikTok. Um, but whatever, I'm stalking you on a TikTok. Deal with it. Um, you know, how do you deal with the, or showing support?
0: First? We don't have to say stalk. We can say show support. I think <laughs> it's a be- be- better term of words. Uh, you know, as we That's have what, guest you know. here, you know.
2: That's what it's for, you know, like, uh, you know, that's what social media is for, following the people, you know, and there you we can go. Follow them all you want, you know, uh, that's, yeah. that's why it's there, you know, it's not a private account.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the, yeah, so how, how do I manage that? How do I move through that? How do I experience that? Um, I think about the Kimya Dawson lyric, mm. um, where she says, I got good at feeling bad, and that's why I'm still here. I had to get good at feeling bad um, because, you know, back when I was an active alcoholic, I was not good at feeling bad. If I felt bad or uncomfortable, I would numb it out with alcohol. That was my go to. So getting comfortable with the discomfort saying, wow, I feel absolutely terrible today. And I might not believe this, but I'm going to tell myself I won't feel terrible forever. And that it's temporary. Everything's temporary. And I think reminding myself of that is one way to get through it. Um, you know, I was I was speaking about how this this pandemic was particularly hard. And one of the hard things about it was I felt depressed and I thought, okay, I'm depressed, but this won't last forever. It'll probably be fine in like a month or so. But it kept going. And I'm like, oh no, I'm still depressed. I thought I would be, I thought it would be like resolved right. by now and that was the that was one of the hardest things about it. I found out later that there was a, a medication that uh, was was causing some of the issues that I think we really was able to get off of. Mm. Um, but I I think yeah my my main answer to that is, is getting good at feeling bad getting good at reaching out um getting comfortable with with vulnerable being vulnerable which is a risk it's 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 hard to trust. It's hard to trust people. It's hard to trust yourself, but it's through trust of others and self Mm -hmm. and for some people, a higher power um, that enables us to say, okay, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to let this person help me. I'm going to let this person see me, let them hear how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And it's important to do that in in safe spaces you know it's it's um it can be a balancing act to know like is this a person and is this a time where i should share that because we don't want to be completely open with all people all the time because that's i agree not good for anyone
0: (laughs) No, you're hitting the marks Um, you're hitting the marks for me personally all right well yeah easy where'd you find this person you've been telling me like every (laughs) almost like every third guest we bring where did you find this person and how i haven't met them where did you find this person haven't i met him
1: well the, the thing is you you have is? met him when? you met him when? When okay I met him. twice you're like a family twice. member when i at said the... I
0: meet somebody when i okay <laughs> All right, so here's the thing
1: you met him at you met him at the tour for life when we were opening for for uh Rakim. i did yeah there's like so many people he, there he he, per, he performed and he performed as well and and had yeah. um a booth that was dealing with with the mental health aspect as Bro, well there was so many booths
0: um, yeah uh, I there know was so there many booths there was so many <laughs> human beings <laughs>
3: yeah, I so don't remember this I, I'm a I little disappointed in
0: myself <laughs> this is crazy this is crazy well,
1: well, first, yeah, first like, of all, go ahead. I, I I love this because this is also I, I love when any one of our shows brings uh-huh. out the super like emotional hyped up side of of Preston because I know that we've cracked into something that's beautiful, um, and I we, I love it. it it just it just it just warms my heart with with, with goodness. And second <laughs> yeah, of right. all, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I have to say it that there's some sort of rhythmic or karmic aspect of it you know, Will and I have been mm. meant to talk and, 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 you know, build and work together for, for a while. Uh, our paths seem to continuously cross and we didn't even realize how similar the, the path, the, the, the crossings were. Oh, so this um, is the so first of many.
0: This, this is not, this is oh, not yeah, just oh, no a yeah. one-time deal. This no, is like a collaborations no. are happening. Yeah, we're not just yeah. talking with three dudes on a microphone. We're talking just like other type of creations and collaborations. Yes. This is just yes. like the, the, the tip all right I got you yeah
1: I I know I know you're 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 slowly seeing the iceberg um you know be being exposed and I get it you know but I, I even know if it's a glacier still- you know what I'm saying because oh.
0: like he's hitting some gems right now that I've been thinking for like the longest time the like the like the first gem was like you don't want to be entirely open to a therapist I've been saying that to like the longest <laughs> time i thought i was like the only person to 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 say this because like therapy is being right now therapy is being promoted heavily Mm -hmm. so heavy therapy and like finding really good mental health is being promoted really well right now and don't get me wrong that's a good thing but like with but in a way, too much of a good thing is a bad thing when it comes to the marketing of this, you know. Well,
1: and that's the whole thing is is you know a cheeseburger is really good too. But Yeah, McDonald's, exactly. She, McDonald's cheeseburgers can kill you. Mm-hmm. you know, exactly. When, when something becomes so mass produced because it gets wrapped up in the nonsense of capitalism, mm-hmm. um, and and how really, I'm sorry, but for all those that are listening and and bring on the hate mail, but unregulated capitalism is fascism. That's mm-hmm. period. I'm just gonna be real with that. Um, and you all can not like me for it later. And that's fine. But you need the regulations on there to make sure that there aren't people that are being taken advantage of. Anytime a situation can become cannibalistic and take complete and total advantage of people that are using that system, that is when we are destined to fail. That is when we have that disease. And, and go ahead, Will, I know you wanted to say something.
0: So before yeah, you I said, know. I just want to let you everyone know we're on WNHHLP one hundred and three point five FM New Haven. This is not a disrespect. This is a protocol. Myself, pressing it, my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, E Z Blues is in the building. Folk punk dad, please give me those great gems you've been giving this whole entire show. Go right ahead, sir.
2: Oh sure, sure. Yeah. So we were talking about like issues with therapy and psychiatry and, mm-hmm. and um, the marketing and capitalism connected to that and. Uh, There are definitely deep systemic roots. Um, I don't know if any, either of y'all follow the woke scientist on Instagram. They have a lot of good material with this. Hmm. But um, one of the issues with psychiatry um, is the idea of like, oh, you're depressed. The fix is a pill and not abolishing the oppressive systems we live in. Because, oh, if you if someone is feeling stressed or anxious or depressed because they're having to work all the time and they don't have any time to relax, um, or they're underpaid or whatever it might be, um, and you're able to give them meds so that they can make it through and be a good worker, um, then you're not really solving the problem. You're treating a symptom, but there's a danger of saying, Hey, um what a, what about the actual symptoms here? What about the actual oppressive systems that we need to work together to dismantle? Um, and I say that as someone who also supports being meditated because meditation can lives. And you know, sometimes we need meds in the meantime. Mm. We just also have to know that it's important to, work for justice and equity and Mm. a world where um people you don't have to work um themselves to death you know
1: yeah no we we shouldn't we shouldn't have to work to live we should we should live and work you know when you have to work to live that becomes anytime you you're forced to be a single issued human being it's a bad thing you know, you have to. You have all these extra textures. You have all these extra layers. Or, as our ogre friends say, we're onions. We have a bunch of different leg. La- we have a bunch of different layers. True. Sure. Um, you know. So I I, I love that. I, I love that aspect. And um, wow. This show is 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 by far one of our coolest shows, man. And there's so much Apparently knowledge. Apparently, he here. does music too
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> we only got like a couple minutes left we just gotta let these people know he is a musician that you know plays songs and entertains a lot of people so easy you know more about his music why don't you talk about his music it's because we're going well, to complete them
1: direction what, what i what i love what i, I love about the, the the music too is is it's all representative there you know um there are so many different sides of, of Will, but all of them come through through melodically or even just having that wonderful conversation. Um, you know, you were doing a couple of different projects, um, especially the one that I love the most because it has some of my most favoritist people in it, Blue Raspberry, um, that I have actually seen with Justin Arena, who's been on our, on our show, and Miles Boland has also been on our show. Um, so anytime, you know, anytime the Sonic siblings are up, up there together I, it, it warms my heart and yes i am coining that phrase sonic sibling and i cannot wait um i love that <laughs> phrase yeah we're, feel free we're gonna we're gonna use it hashtag sonic siblings mm. um you know so what you said you started writing songs and stuff at 12 and now, you you know, after going through the college aspect and getting the degree, you decided to focus more upon doing the musical aspect. But as you're doing this musical aspect, you're growing through, you know, and giving it more of the healing type of feel. But what brings you back to that guitar every time? What brings you back to that music every time?
2: Yeah, what brings me back to it? I think, um, you know, one of the things is guitar. And writing songs has been one of the ways I um, navigate life and navigate my my mental health. and And in my lowest moments, I pick up a guitar and I'll often sing an improvised song, which sometimes turns into an improvised prayer, and um, it it does something it I I discover things about myself when I write songs if I don't really know what's going on in my head Mm -hmm. I'll try writing a song maybe I make it up as I go maybe I write down some lyrics and it helps me kind of figure stuff out and um, so that's one of the things that brings me back to it 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 can also just be a joy and it can just be fun too Um, so a lot you know my music ends up being like silly children's songs or it ends up being like about uh being a bipolar alcoholic <laughs> uh, sometimes i have kind of two extremes there um, mm-hmm. but the the other thing that brings me back to it is is the community element and getting to share with others hear their songs share my songs and connect on that level so so much of it to me is about connection connection with myself with my higher power with other people and i think music is a beautiful way to do that and um looking forward to our, our next blue raspberry show is on friday december 1st at never uh, with mm. pop vinyl and lars and their lilac youth and um super excited for that show we got some more stuff coming up in january gonna do a little mini new england tour so mm. uh, all that'll be on folk punk dad instagram etc if, if folks want to check that out but um yeah, really just grateful for the opportunities to, to get to play music and that there are people that want to hear it. It's it's a special thing.
1: Well, not That's, only do you have that coming in January and different things like that, but also in January, you're doing a seminar for like an improv class. And yeah, how can you connect in that type of aspect? Oh, totally.
2: Yeah. So I'm teaching a six-week improv class um, starting on January 27th. It's going to meet on Saturday afternoons at NeverEnding Books if anybody wants to sign up, um, you know, email me, will at willparker.com, and I uh, would be happy to send a link. I think it's going to be really fun. I, It's an improv 101 class, but it's good for people of all levels of experience because I kind of have my own way of teaching it where I tie in elements of improv that are also elements mm-hmm. of love. And mm. how to build relationships and connections. So we talk about attentiveness, self-giving, trust, play, acceptance, risk, vulnerability, and we talk about how the skills that we're learning in improvisation can also apply to our lives. Um, mm. And so um, that's that's kind of the approach. And it's also it's going to be a ton of fun if anyone wants to wants to sign up.
1: And I will be okay. there. Wonderful, thank you, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i'm going we're, we're gonna have fun we're gonna yeah. have fun
0: great we're, we're gonna have a great time um you gave us a song you gave us a song to play um i can't read the song because my is like a little bit messed up but please tell us about the center you would you gave to us to uh share to our audience before we play it you know, for the radio, for everyone to enjoy, to enjoy your art. So we're going to give this a little time to you. And also, um, after you do that, you know, we always want to end the whole note for the interview with um, just give us a couple of stuff that you're grateful for. Um, mm-hmm. It could be life or personal or professional, your choice. Love it.
2: Yeah. So did, did I send you my brain? It's not a part of my heart. Is that the one I sent? I, be-
0: or- I believe so. I believe that's did I send like-
2: something else. I'm pretty sure that's the one I sent, but yeah. I just wanted to. Double check.
0: Um, technology computer is a little fuzzy. But it, I'm going to shut up. This is, this is your time, not mine. Go ahead.
2: Sure. It's, so, um, yeah, I, I sent in a, a Blue Raspberry song. This is a song that my wife and I co-wrote together. Um, And we co-write all our songs, actually. And a lot of our songs are about our mental illnesses. We both have <laughs> uh, funny brain stuff going on and um is, is that dustin is it my brain is not a part of my heart it, no
1: it's baseball bat oh, okay <laughs> cool Baseball <bat. laughs> i love this is one of my favorite songs by the Fair way ones? i All have to, to say it yeah, is by it's by far sh- one of my favorite songs
2: shifting gears entirely um so that's a bit about blue raspberry let's talk a little bit about the song baseball bat that i okay. first with my band junkyard fort this was my band from back in san antonio and um also in the band with other recovered bipolar alcoholics. And we <laughs> sing about uh, life and trying to live life. And we've been called mm-hmm. Compassion Core and Punk Rock Mr. Rogers. And, um, you know, it, it sort of feels like kids music for adults. You know, kids music right. is like teaching the ABCs. Mm-hmm. Junker Report is teaching, you know, how the heck do you deal with anger? You know, <laughs> which is good <too>. Uh, but we also say the F word a lot, so it's not really a, a project for kids. Um, <laughs> and so this song baseball bat, um, mm. you know, it, it's about a lot of things and, and I like people, I like for people to interpret it themselves. You know, for me, it, it came from a place of, um, feeling anger and, and wanting to, um, figure out what to do with it. And so I, I, I wrote this song and, um, it's full of anger, but it's also full of love, um, and anger for not getting to see the people that you love. Um, and it's uh, it's one of one of my favorite parts of the song is is I always try to get people to sing along if they want to sing along, and and I think that's my favorite thing to do is just singing songs with other people all together.
0: Amen,
1: amen. amen. I, I love when you do it, man. I love when you do it. Um, unfortunately, we are starting to the uh, apollo curtain we want to give this opportunity to you right now tell everybody exactly how they can get in touch with you how they can contact you how they can support you in your journey how they can sign up for the improv class please let them know
2: yeah yeah so uh find me on instagram and tiktok at folk punk dad um the improv class is on eventbrite if you search will parker improv 101 you should be able to find it um there's also a link on my personal Instagram, Will Parker TX. Uh, it should be on there, and uh, you know I'm on Spotify as Vote Punch Dad and Blue Raspberry, one word. And uh, website votepunchdad.com, willparker.com willparkermusic.com, RaspberryTheBand.com. I've got way too many things to plug. So. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: and I love every single one of it, man. And th- Thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, this is a long time coming and I, I can't wait to see what the future has to bring with Folk Punk Dad and, and, and Behind the Brand and Easy Blues and all of that, man. I, yeah. I love you so much.
2: I, I love you too. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was really wonderful. Y'all are fantastic. I thank you for we asking questions that... Uh, you know, I really enjoyed this too because it got me thinking and reflecting, and uh, it was really a joy to be here. And um, and if you know, you mentioned let's end with things we're grateful for. I'm yeah, grateful for you for creating the space, for your vulnerability, for your openness, um, and uh, and I'm grateful that you know I I have a week off of school this week, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. and
1: it, a well needed week off, a well needed yeah.
0: week off. Hey, behind the brand, myself, Preston, and I'm a partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ, Blues is in the building, Funk, po- oh, folk, punk, oh my goodness, Will Parker, you are the Mitchell Rogers I never knew I needed, I'm really excited, I can't even talk right now, on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven, we appreciate you. Appreciate you too. Thank you so much.
3: felt empty and hollow like all the blood had drained out palms pressed tightly against temples elbows, on knees let it all out I'm glad I got to see you I needed to see you I wish it didn't remind me all the times I don't see you. I know I don't have to say I'm sorry, but please forgive me. It might help me forgive myself, I know it's no one's fault, but I've got anger within me, and I could destroy a wall with a bang. to be, not as near, but I'm still close, and you're close too, days I get to see you are the days I like the most, even if they feel too few, and I could destroy a wall with a You, so I don't want to do that. Yeah, I could destroy a wall with a baseball bat, but I'd rather hug you, till so I don't want to do that. Call me, I'll call you. I know it sounds cliche I'm gonna say it anyway My love won't stop And I could destroy a wall With a baseball bat But I'd rather hide you Till I don't wanna do that I could destroy a wall with a baseball bat, but I'd rather hug you. till I don't want to do that. Yeah, I could destroy a wall with a baseball. you I don't want to do that.